Blue Planet podcast. I'm here today on the line with Karen Charles. She's an artist and program director at COSM, the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Welcome to the show, Karen. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's going great. Beautiful here. So, yeah, can't wait to tell you more about COSM and artist life here. And Jump right in. I want to hear everything about artist life and COSM that, that you have to, have to offer today because... You just said it offline before we started this episode. You are living an exceptional life that's quite unique. And um, for you, it must feel like the norm. So just, just share away. Great. Well, um, I've been living here for almost five years. And it's basically what Cosm is. It's an artist sanctuary uh, in Hudson Valley, New York. And it was founded by Alex, Alex and Allison Gray, who are two living master painters. and um, yeah, it's a community space, uh, art gallery, bed and breakfast, you know, all these different, uh, it's very multifaceted. So a lot of, a lot going on, but ultimately uh, the mission is to create an enduring sanctuary for visionary art. And um, yeah, along with that journey comes community and we have events, workshops, um, yeah, just a, a beautiful place where people can, the main intention is for people to come to this space and reconnect with their inner purpose, you know, because we're all humans walking this life. And uh, I think the, the main question is, what are we here to do? So um, visionary art, and I think a lot of people that have seen Alex's art, uh, you know, it, are faced with those questions. It's very... Uh, existential uh, and it, yeah. so and also it's just using uh, art and creativity as an artistic and uh, no, using art as a creative and spiritual path uh, that's kind of at the basis of a lot of traditions and religions you know if you looked back in history and you need to find like a common thread what weaves them all together it comes down to love and art, like creativity. Um, Creative expression. And that's kind of what this space was founded in. So let me know, like you were there since five years, which is quite, quite the time. And it was founded uh, even longer ago. Are you there since day one? No. And this has been a vision in the making since I even, you know, heard of Cosm. Uh, they were located down in the city in Chelsea, New York for I believe it was five or six years in the heart of the city, you know, a lot of wow. buzzling energy. And then they created this space for these very vibrant paintings to live. And I had always wanted to go visit um, and I'd heard of it through friends, but never made it there in person. And then I heard it closed, I was super bummed because I was like, oh no, I missed my chance. And, um, Later on, as I was kind of just scratching the surface of my artistic path, I met another artist who was live painting at the same festival as I was, and she worked here, and then I moved out to volunteer and just check it out, see what, it, what was going on, and never left. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So what I'm really curious about in, in regards to Cosm and, and a lot of um, projects that are popping up around the world, uh, either they're, they're new or they also have like 
quite, uh, quite the years or even decades in the making. What I'm most curious about is what does community really, really mean for you at this point and how, how do you live it? Well, you know, it's taken time to build community. I think there's also different levels of community too within this whole thing. You've got the people who are actually here, like working on staff, who are, you know, the moving parts of the bigger picture that make it all happen, that's community. Um, and I guess when I first moved here, I expected it all to be like there, <laughs> which it was, there's deep levels, but um, in this location uh, in particular, because they moved up and started fresh in nature to build this new thing, um, it took some time to build uh, an artist community. Now we have, you know, 25 or so on staff that, and majority are artists. So I'm really stoked on the, the opportunity to be able to collaborate and support each other on our artistic paths. Um, I think that's something that a lot of artists don't have, you know? It's the, the classic, you know, permit artists in their studio with them and their art. I think it's really important to have Reinforce, reinforcing people to help you along that journey and be like, wow, we're, we're actually in this thing together. So that's the community that is here. And then also the, you know, we have full moon gatherings every month and there's people that are members and come back uh, on a monthly basis to celebrate the moon, the cycle of the moon. Mm -hmm. And that's turned into a, a larger community as well. I've met so many people through living here. And then so that means, the, that means just if I may, may ask, like there's 25 people on staff and they're all living on, on uh, the grounds? Yeah, so it's a, right now, 42 acre property is where the main building is. And there's a couple houses. Uh, we're not like in the middle of nowhere. We're actually in the town of Wappinger. And uh, there's a neighborhood right next door where there's a staff house. Um, and then I live in another separate building with a couple of roommates and we're kind of scattered. Some people live off site too and come commute to work, so. Got it. And then the larger community that means for, let's say moon dances or other events or festivities, that's a couple of thousand people at this point or, or would you say even larger? Because I mean, New York is a, a major city that's not too far, right? Right, right. Um, right now, I feel like we're averaging from you know, 300 to 600 at the full moons. It's also seasonal. You know, you have, we're very, uh, I mean, it's getting more evenly distributed throughout the seasons, but in the, in the winter time, it definitely, you can see less people coming out. But yeah, I'd say three to 600 is average for a full moon. And then We've gotten as many as like a thousand to our big celestial celebrations that are for the equinoxes and the solstices. It's super interesting to me because I, I know that some, some people are, are aware of communities popping up all over the world. But what it comes down to a lot of the times is how many people are actually impacted, right? And how many people are actually connecting and, and kind of for whom is it a like, um, like a home turf almost, right? Where even if you fly in from the other side of the continent, you could just feel this hard connection right from the first moment. And I think from what I've heard from you over the, over the, the couple of times we've met and uh, in this conversation as well is Cosm seems to be really one of the strongholds of 
really making its way organically there to have people living on the on on the property staff regular gatherings and events and i'm very impressed and inspired by it actually what i'm curious about now is you mentioned the artist's process and maybe for some of the artists listening there is some kind of solitude required at certain moments in time so how does that oh, kind yeah. of work like do you have enough space or when when alex gray or Alison gray are doing art like is there like a, a please don't enter sign or like how does that look in reality right well alex and allison don't actually live in the main house they have you know they're around but they were all kind of separated um in a way but we you know i think that's one of the big things to, that we've all been learning how to balance because you want to have the creative juices flowing and collaborative uh, space happening. However, like you just mentioned, there's something really special when you're just tuning in with you alone with your art. And the things that flow through might be different because you're not having external influences. So it's really, it comes down to a personal preference, I think, for artists. Um, but I think we're, we do a good job with balancing. You know, people have their own rooms that they can retreat to and uh, have that space. There's plenty of, you know, nature trails here that people can go and recluse to. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point for sure. Sounds like, sounds like a dream in, in, in quite a few ways. Um, Karen, what I'd love, to, what I'd love to, to know from you, just kind of mixing it up a little bit here, um, what does quality of life mean to you at this point in your journey? Quality of life. Mm -hmm. um, I think it goes hand in hand with purpose. You know, it's like what makes me happy? Literally, bottom line. <laughs> if it makes you happy, then you're, that's quality of life. Um, and yeah, just keep following that bliss, honestly. I mean, there, it's, all, it's all growing as well you know you have lessons and challenges and i'm not saying that li living in community 24 7 is always a cakewalk because there's so many personalities you, that you're constantly navigating um but you know i i personally really enjoy it because that's how i learn that's even the people that even if we have a couple you know discrepancies it's a teacher at the end of the day and i think all of us are here with an attitude of like openness to learning from each other so i think that's key yeah yeah interesting and openness to learning i uh, i very much resonate with that on a, on a personal note and i think that might really be like the difference between having these like karmic work heavy kind of relationships where you really need to to grow and, and look at things or, or like being in a community of, of just open-minded people where you always know like discrepancies will show up it will all kind of collectively follow our bliss and, and kind of Joseph Campbell's um, yeah. legacy there. Very, very interesting. So, so you, you mentioned the word purpose quite a couple of times. And as you, as you might know, like that's one of my favorite words. And I'm in the process of, of interviewing people on purpose and like what it means to build a purpose society and all these little bits and pieces. So on your end of things, how does something like Cosm um, kind of create maybe a, a, a detour or like, um, like a template for a larger piece of our collective to, to say, look, there are different ways we could live and there are different ways how we could give each other space and, and, and room to develop and explore our purpose. Right. 
Hmm. Well, I guess when I first decided that I wanted art to be a permanent part of my life path, um, that's when all of this kind of started manifesting. Like it was like, oh, you, you're interested in art? Oh, there's this thing called visionary art? Boom, let's put you right in the center of it. <laughs> like it was like, whoa. So my, I, my, um, I got blasted open by just seeing what these artists have been creating for the many years. And um, yeah, just to touch a bit, you know, COSM, what does it stand for? Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. What does that mean? It's based on a collection of paintings uh, by Alex called the Sacred Mirrors. And um, it's a series of 21 paintings. And the intention is for people to walk through the collection and observe and uh, look at the paintings in a meditative state, you know, just kind of, or just as a mirror. He breaks down the anatomy of the human body, displays, you know, different races as we come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, and then skeletal system, um, all the blood vessels being broken down, you know, we're all, we have this meat sack suit thing that we're in on this life. So he um, does a good job with, you know, breaking down the anatomy of it. Um, and then also that flows into the more energetic themes, you know, the Eastern philosophies with uh, meridians and chakras and really doing a good job of portraying and giving a visual of like, wow, we have energy centers, we are, and then ultimately it turns into toroidal light fields. Mm -hmm. And um, bringing it back to purpose, you know, I think that's a, a huge catalyst for people awakening, you know, that it speaks to itself that so many people have been impacted by the artwork and it's really helping people wake up to realizing that there is more to existence, there is more than the nine to five and grind it, it so i that's where i really felt resonant when i heard about this mission in particular is like wow people will come to this epic space see this artwork and maybe some switches will turn on and i think that's what it's about and wonderful very interesting it's like switches that turn on in, in in sense of awareness or awareness of self and the interaction with others all the above. All the above, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, Karen, like, tell us, tell us a little bit more about working with Alex and Allison. So if you were to like have an apprentice in your field or like an intern or if there's a volunteer coming to COSM, like what are, let's say, three things that you learned in your last five years that you're like, oh my God, without, without Alex and Allison, I wouldn't have had any chance to understand that, that early in my life. Right. Well, if COSM, COSM didn't exist, so intern if Alex and Allison didn't exist I wouldn't have the opportunity to grow in so many ways I mean I came in um, like I said this place is very multifaceted has lots of departments so I've been through it all of all of them pretty much from like you know the taking care of the space in the rooms to being cafe manager there's a, a mushroom themed cafe here that's epic I'll tell you about it another time um, then volunteer coordinating, I did that for about four years, which was huge as far as learning how to communicate and um, 
kind of, it's like human Tetris. You know, you see the big picture and you're like, okay, this needs to happen. Oh, what are your skills? Boom, I'll put you there. And like, so that I really am grateful for to have that experience. And um, I don't know, I mean, in general, they're showing what is possible. Like what, what can artists build? What can we, what can turn, from an idea to this massive thing. Um, yeah, like so that's what I'm, yeah. yeah, and they do a really good job with just encouraging um, us all to find what makes us tick and what creative path we wanna go on and to just see it through. You know, I think um, the cool thing about Alex Nelson is, you know, they both have amazing concepts, but I see Alex, he has, so many ideas you know so many concepts and layers to his art um and without allison i feel like she really helps like bring it in like manifest like bring it to earth on this material realm like what's the game plan boom 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 what's the steps that we need to make this to happen not saying that he's not good at that but she, they really show that beautiful union of infinite imagination to all right let's get this shit done wow. <laughs> yeah wow that's that gives me like goosebumps just hearing this like union between those two extremes and also in, in a relationship that's that's very inspiring yeah it is also while you're while you're sharing that what really came up for me is this very different way of kind of envisioning living or living space right because like almost all the cities that people live in or even the small towns out there are really just created by by a very linear mind of functioning and and what needs to be placed where while if you download in that sense a community vision from an artist's mind where everything just kind of flows almost like a toroidal uh, field it, yeah it, i have yet to to come out east and uh, spend some days with you guys but it, it sounds like a total inspiration yeah you should totally come out that's a, another thing because now as a um, program director I've been doing it for less than a year now, but I'm loving it. Just how can we weave this web even further and to have this place, this center where uh, creative minds and people that are um, here to explore their gifts and share their gifts, how can we allow that to happen more? Mm -hmm. So I, I love being a weaver. <laughs> yeah, and, wonderful. Um, creating opportunities for people to share. Yeah, I, I just saw um, our mutual friend, David Block, uh, the human experience is coming to you guys. And uh, certainly- And Josiah. And Josiah, oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. More superheroes, uh, yeah. for all of you that know the Superhero Academy. I think that's, that's very excellent to see that so many artists that are traveling nonstop also find their way through your community, which is a, a really um, reflective kind of um, piece in that chain, right? Because that means artists from around the world are actually looking to spend time with you as well and kind of be inspired by your local community. Absolutely. I feel like that's a, a key gift of this place as well. It's, you know, it's not easy being a traveling musician. It's not easy constantly being on the grind. So I really feel like artists that come here, they get inspired and they have a relaxing time you know they they can recharge they get charged here it's like a little charging vortex <laughs> um and i love i love seeing that it's really amazing 
Yeah, totally. Um, I, have, I have another question for you. And that kind of has to do with, with just the way our society works and, and specifically money. Um, how does one kind of envision how, how money plays a role at Cosm? Or does it at all? Totally. I mean, it's a big project, you know? You gotta, we're, we're caught in between a paradigm of money and the reality right now is if you want to build something of this nature, you've got to have the funds. And it's been a long, long fundraising exhibition. <laughs> you know, it's, um, we've had multiple crowd funders and, you know, all of all the events we have here basically funnel back into like building um, Entheon, which is where the, um, all the original artworks that mm -hmm. used to be in the city, they're in storage right now. And that we're waiting for that building to open so it can house everything. Wow. Um, so it'll be this big resurrection of the, the Sacred Mirrors collection and many other originals by him and Allison um, and other visionary artists as well. But to go back to what you said, it's, it's crazy because not only is it we're building this epic temple, but also it, take, it requires a lot of money to maintain what already exists and to create the, the events and to keep the electricity on. It's, it's quite the challenge. Um, and yeah, I mean, I am not like the expert with cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. Like I got a little intro to it at the mastermind that we were at and um, since then, I've kind of dove in a little bit more, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Got it. Well, but you know, this is charmingly honest and real. Like it's 2018 and you want to create something big. Funds and money are a total piece of the chain at this point. And it's, it's much more about letting it flow and, and letting this abundance really kind of roll in. So multiple crowdfunders, multiple, well, you call it like a fundraising exhibition, which I think um, a lot of NGOs or non-for-profits have this kind of part to their their existence that, that most people deny uh which is like they non-stop have to look at where a new funds coming in so just a very interesting piece of, of information i think and and thanks for sharing that yeah i mean i just feel like once the art is up um it'll have you know people are really really eager to see the paintings again you know People come here and are like, where are they? Where are they? And I'm like, I don't know. I want them too. But, you know, got to build the space first. And um, we're so close, aiming to have the opening next spring. So nice. it's a very exciting time to be here and um, part of the project. And I, yeah, I want to see them get up there. Nice. So spring 2019, you guys are opening a new building called the Antheon? Antheon, yes. It's... Nice. Um, place to discover God within is actually what Entheon means. And mm. um, yeah, there's a whole, you can check out, I mean, on the website, obviously, cosm.org. There's a whole description of Entheon and the plans for it, but it's going to be sculptural as well on the exterior. Um, so there's some visuals on the site that people can check out. Cool, cool. We'll, we'll link that in the show notes for sure. You're just mentioning something that's that's very uh, kind of dear to to my heart, but also dear to uh, kind of the journey of this podcast, which is finding God within or, or whoever uh, is listening and just replace it with the words that work for you. 
So what I want to know from you, Karen, is like, what's your own kind of mindfulness practice or like, like what's your own daily way to connect and, and open those, those channels? Well, I feel like being creative in general is taps me into my own power and my God self. Um, nature, being outside nature, I think that's a number one. <laughs> Seems kind of obvious at this point <laughs> to even say it, but yeah, nature, it's a game changer. Um, so every day I try to spend some, some time outside breathing, breathing fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nature <laughs> sounds so like like a standard go-to but you, you're totally right in mentioning them i feel like um for a lot of people there's no awareness in, in in breath or or the nature that they interact with and it it doesn't shake every time right it's it's like a very reliable source yeah and it's similar to um you know painting i mean painting itself when i'm in that a creative flow mm -hmm. then i always feel really recharged after that and uh, it's a nice cycle like especially when i'm feeling inspired by the art i'm creating and i'm seeing other people inspired by that it's like a loop that gives me infinite energy to keep doing it um and it's 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 evolved over time too and as you know i really love body painting as well and that's a been one of my main focuses at this point uh to connect with people through like literally Let's be art together. <laughs> Let's be uh, art together. I like that. Yeah. It's a little bit more because we didn't get to chat about that at all yet. Body painting and how it kind of, um, yeah, opened a whole new world of creative expression to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it started out just with me doodling on my face with the eyeliner. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in and the then day. Um, that kind of just rolled into adorning friends at festivals and um, putting little slices of art um, onto people and then when I moved to Cosm actually here's another uh, thing that it has catalyzed because every full moon I'd offer body painting to people and the more I got into it the more deeper I dove I was seeing how body painting is actually a healing modality and there's uh, this amazing transformation that happens every time I paint someone, not only through our connection and the, the openness mm -hmm. and the, us talking together. Um, it can go, go many places, but at the end of the day, people walk away feeling empowered and like a living piece of art, which we already are, but people really are like, whoa, yes i feel nice. like a superhero you know yeah. um and that is priceless to me like a living piece of art yeah I, I think i remember you uh doing some some face painting for me in costa rica when when we met and it, it feels like you're being seen as a piece of art while somebody else paints on you and then we we had this conversation that funnily enough body painting is one of those modalities or or um ways to share art where no matter what generation someone is from, the, the youngest child to the, the, the oldest elder, there is this totally. spark of like, oh my God, I love this, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I actually just, um, side story, I, my grandfather turned 90 and I went to visit in Germany wow. and we had a big family reunion and um, I brought body paint. <laughs> I was like, 
this is such a nice merging of worlds, you know, because they're like, what is this? Um, but, you know, I offered it to the kids and then I did it, a session on my sister and my grandparents who are pretty, you know, traditional and they never really got the art thing like right away, especially my grandmother. She was like, Karen, is that, is that, is that something you really want to do? And I finally did, um, I painted my sister and she was just like, whoa, she got it. Nice. So when, she, when she got it, I was like, yes. Wow, <laughs> that sounds like uh -huh. a transformational experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can feel with you there because I think this is really what we're all walking in into every day. Is, is we, we all um, are on a human journey and for some of us it's a more rational, more logical journey or for pieces of our life, right? When we're building businesses or, or et cetera. And then when this creative side isn't nurtured, there's something missing. So I, I feel like um, the, the story you just shared with us is, is such a great example for how this creative spark that is within all of us can be triggered and brought out at any moment in time. Right. And body painting or face painting seems to be one of those uh, connectors, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's being able to just merge people with the art directly. And it, it makes it relevant when it's on your face, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, I can relate. Nice. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, yeah. Cool, Karen, I have one last question. Um, and and that's, that's kind of my favorite question because I, I ask it almost every episode. And it's, it's more like a visionary far out question. We talked about purpose. We talked about how it means to individually come into purpose. And this question kind of aims more at like a collective purpose. So if we as humanity had a shared vision for the planet Earth and for humanity, like a 50 year, 100 year, 200 year vision, what would your, your vision look like? <laughs> wow. Well, I guess just um, people coming from a space that celebrates the differences rather than focusing on uh why those are the differences that separate rather than the things that unite us it's just uh i think having an all-around understanding of that is where we're working where we're working right now um and some i, I also vision a place where the arts are more valued and seen for what they are because it's magic and um just to have like people there's a great a greater appreciation for that um and just all around more reverence for mother nature more respect for ourselves and you know we are gaia so that's the bottom line you know love, love more mm. feel more be open more um somewhere the where you know and i see with the internet now it's such an amazing source i think people are finally well who knows but a lot of people are waking up to the fact that the the stream of bullshit that is just you know spewed at our faces through uh mainstream media is not fully the story <laughs> um so we're writing our own story and it's exciting to see more and more artists and intellectuals and just I mean people that love <laughs> come together and uh, are open to rewriting it rewriting the story thank you yeah very very uh, beautiful 
thanks for having me and well thank you for being on the show I hope you too enjoyed this episode with Karen Charles from COSM, the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in New York State. I sure learned a thing or two about the body as a living painting and just the entire process of being artistic and playful for work, no matter if you're actually an artist or if you're doing your artistry of who you are and who you want to be and freely expressing that into the world. So no matter where you are in the world, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, Spotify or iTunes, or follow us on Facebook, and have yourself a stellar day.